Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Redmen Radio. Chris and I are in Porto Airport recording this after Liverpool smashed. Uh, Porto 5-0, it's great. Um, I put a tweet out asking for some comments and stuff. We'll get to those a little bit later on. They're, they're rolling in as we speak. We're doing this on the fly. Um, so, yeah, I apologise if you can hear jazz. the random jazz musings happening away in the distance. It, it, it is what it is. Portugal, uh, Porto Airport is a weird place. It's a very weird place. Uh, and it's, it's being filled with angry scousers at the moment because every flight out... Uh, to Lisbon seems to be getting cancelled. We'll know more about we'll that shortly. Sure, absolutely. Um, look, because uh, obviously the final word shows out the instant match reaction podcast, out the man of the match podcast is out all on the redmentv.com, and we're here. It would be remiss of us not to discuss that game from last night and what a I'm game nodding, it was. For anyone listening, I'm nodding away because I agree with him wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, it was unbelievable, Paul. I mean, you just you you don't go away in Europe in the last 16 of the Champions League and win a 5-0. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. We were, we were, did. We were looking at, we were in the in the bar the night before and we were looking, it was Juventus uh, Spurs on, but the City score was dripping in and part of you, they go into that game, you think City will smash them and then part of you thinks, oh, but it's Basel, maybe they'll become City's new bogey team. Like they've been ours for a number of years and City just go and absolutely batter them and no one bats an eyelid. Everyone goes, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think Porto are uh, a better team. Well, Porto are a better team than Basel. Um, they were unbeaten. Though they are unbeaten domestically, top of the league. Everyone we spoke to around City was a Porto fan. Was confident about that game. Everyone said Porto would win, and it started to fill me with a little bit of fear, to be honest, because. <laughs> Going into a Champions League game at home, I'm confident because of the stand and because of the fans and all that type of stuff. But you never really know what to expect out of the other sides. And I'm seeing Liverpool struggle at home ties along the years. People always remember the, the ones that count. But we've seen loads as well that have been in Champions League group stages where we've struggled in and stuff. So you're never quite sure what you can get. You know when there's more on the line, the team stepping up and the fans stepping up. But going away from home, it's completely different. And you know, it came out the day before in the press conference, they they thought that they would be able to nullify our attacking threats and stuff like that. Well, that blew up in the face, didn't it? And, and maybe there was an air of overconfidence, but what Liverpool did was put in a complete European performance and made the rest of Europe stand up and take notice. Now, you look at that, and from the side that was put out there, 
my major concern was Trent being in there for, for Joe Gomez. I really wanted the solidity of, of a Joe Gomez. and He's only a little bit older, but he's a little bit more experienced and stuff. And I wondered how Trent to deal with Brahmi. You know, they're, they're probably best player. And he absolutely dominated him. And he stood up on the world stage, because that's what this is. This is, you know, more impressive than his debut being in Premier League, full debut being at Old Trafford. Yeah. This is on a complete other level. You've got the eyes of the world watching this, admittedly behind BT's sodden paywall. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a kid who scored a free kick in Hoffenheim <laughs> to help get us into the Champions League, you know. And, no, but, and this, but the thing is, Chris, you're right, is that everyone, if you had to talk about Liverpool's two right-back options, First, you qualify them both with they're both young lads. But secondly, you'd say, as you say, Gomez is the more solid. Trent Defo got the, the the greater attacking talent, the greater attacking threat. Don't use him away from home in a tough Champions League game because he's going to be on the back foot. We, we, you know, we, we need to be solid defensively first. Um, and, and and I think in tandem with the midfield, I think we made that a we made that a greater possibility, and it made life a lot easier. Having Genie Wijnaldum, having Jordan Henderson, having James Milner in the midfield meant that there was always someone there to help out whenever the team was perfect, well. wasn't yeah. it? And you know what I noticed more in this game than I've seen in in the let's say the previous eight or something like that. Doesn't really matter. I've seen the forwards tracking back much further and much deeper than we have done in previous games. You know, the amount of times that you think to yourself, how's Firmino there? How's Mane there? Salah's there, and Salah's not normally one of those guys who's back in, like, right-back position, helping Trent out and stuff like that. And I wonder whether... I wonder whether they were spared on by the occasion. You always wonder how a team's going to react in this, like, pressure, under this pressure and stuff, don't you? And every every one of them seems to have an extra spring in the step, and... They just, they're all just bought into what cops are about. That was exactly the expression I was going to use, is bought in. They are, that whole, that whole game plan, and it's interesting because you, you, you see Dortmund players talk about this and Mainz players talk about this, that you have, you have to have everyone in that team pulling in the same direction. Everyone runs themselves into the ground because if someone decides they're not going to do that, it compromises the work of everyone else. And you don't want to be the lad who walks back into that changing room and you, everyone knows you're the guy who didn't pull his weight because you won't last very long at the football club if you do that. And we're starting to root those out and you know we definitely need to find the greater consistency with it for sure. But th- this uh, performance last night it goes, on the, it goes on a list of a, well, an ever-growing list of those type of performances that we've done and we're doing them in all kinds of situations now. It's not just big, the big, the top, the top boys, you know what I mean, of, of the Premier League. We're doing it in Europe, we're actually doing it against uh, the lesser lights of the Premier League as well. It's not because it's becoming the norm. And that, that norm isn't shouldn't be surprising. That's how Jürgen Klopp's side to play. Yeah, and it's incredible what this side's capable of this season because as I say, everyone in Europe turned around and looked at Liverpool and gone, wow. Because Europe, yeah, Porto, sorry, are such a well-respected team in European football. Like, you know, they've had, I think it's 66 more European games than Liverpool since the Champions League uh, was was made as a competition. They've won the league the last four years. They're focused on the Champions League every single year once they've got Benfica out the way in the league and stuff. And they're built for that and their fans were built for that. And their fans were incredible last night. Yeah. Speaking to a couple of Liverpool fans earlier on in the airport who were sat with them, who just were like, 
they support their team and they were incredible. Ten minutes after the game had ended, there was flares going off in their version of the cop and they were saluting the side and the side were all in the penalty area doing this massive like hug slash prayer for the second leg. Um, and you're thinking to yourself, that's, that is incredible. And that fan base isn't used to getting beaten either. Yeah. You know, you said it yourself earlier on. They haven't been beaten at home this season, and we've just gone in there and fucking wiped our cock all over the Facebook. Yeah, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. The um, I love that. I admit, I was, I was, there was ten minutes. The first ten minutes of the game, as you say, I was like, not like nervous isn't quite the word. I was a bit in awe of it. Um, just the noise they were generating. I was like, freaking hell. They, they, they're doing this in a, a game. They, they're not requiring their side to be amazing. It didn't take. Uh, 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 one flashed across the, the bow, you know, you know, it didn't take a shot, a save or a goal to get their fans up. That's how they support their team. I was absolutely in awe of that. And, you know, they went 1-0 down, kept going, 2-0 down, kept going. When it got to three, it kind of eased off for a few minutes. And then they went, no, right, Sam. And then they picked it up and, uh, and went again. I was absolutely blown away by the level of their support. Um, and I think there's a real... There's something I hope we can learn from this. I don't know. What, I don't know quite know what the answer is for Anfield, um, you know, because I still, I still think that when you know when Anfield bounces, it's it's as, it's as noisy as anywhere in, in, in world football. Um, hopefully, if we can just get back to performing like that on a consistent level, it might drag the atmosphere up along with it. Because if we play scintillating football, then it it should it should hopefully be more happiness in the stands. But I don't I, know. I, I'd get to the point where I'm shell shocked. Paul, I yeah. can't sing anymore. Well, no, That's kind of where we were at yeah, last night. Yeah, the three or four <laughs> the actual celebrations became a bit more subdued as they went along to some extent because I, dumbfounded. Yeah, dumbfounded. Yeah, absolutely. I just I could just stood there. And I've watched the video you did back there, the match day vlog, and I don't know what goal it was, maybe the fourth or the fifth. I'm stood there with my hands on my head. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've, I've completely lost where I am, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not joined with this reality anymore. I was just, I was just away with the fairies. Like I can't believe I'm sitting here soaking this up. It was, a, it was like an out of body experience. The end of it, because we walked out and it was obviously pissing down with rain, and I've been for two days and still is now. Um, you get you get kept in at the stadium. We filmed all the videos inside the ground, and then we, we went out and we I kind of trudged, and you get in the queue to get into the subway, and um, it was just it was yeah, it was just weird. It was dead quiet, and the people were like like singing songs in a really low tone. Emotionally drained, I think yeah. everybody was. And it was it was just like uh, it was. I don't think anybody in their wildest dreams had. We're going go, go, at five nil. No one's got five nil there. You know, I, I joked about. I think I said I don't know if it was in the build-up about like, you know, I'd love us to do a Maribor. We're not going to do a Maribor. We can't. I'm no, okay, we didn't do a Maribor, but we beat a the team that are significantly better than Maribor, and we beat them by two less goals than we beat Maribor, which is frankly ridiculous. And you know, I've said this on a few places. I think you went two nil. I think I might have gone one nil, and. I'd have been, I'd have taken, we said, look, standard European away performances, you take a 1-0 or you take a 1-0. Anything with an away goal. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Have, even, to, even like a 2-1, mm. worst case scenario, you know what I mean? Yeah. But a, a good result would have been a draw or a win and we just blew that apart. And we kind of skipped over it a little bit before, but we've spoken about it previously, is that 
Porto came out and they started that game and they looked really, really good. Like they were used to having the ball at home yeah. and they understood what the crowd can do for them. And they fed off the energy of the crowd and they were hoping to quiet us and stuff like that. Hi mate, you're right. Hello mate, you okay? Yeah. Say hello to the podcast listeners. Yeah. Say hello, hello to everyone. I'm on my first away trip. Oh mate, what a game. Yeah. Amazing what a game to start. Sam. Sam, nice to meet you Sam. <laughs> Yeah, watch every show, it's really good. Thanks, Fantastic. mate. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks, nice one, mate. Cheers, Sam. Sam. Right, so, where are we? If you listen to this back in the future, Sam. Yeah, of course, mate. This is. Hello, everyone listening. We just want to thank Sam for the Sam. I'm going to sit down for this one. Oh, you had today. Fantastic. I'll thank you in our Twitter now. Cheers, man. They look like a team who, who are used to taking the ball and they fed off the energies yeah. of. of of their fans and stuff, and I wondered how Liverpool were going to deal with that because it felt like first five minutes, Brahmi was was he wasn't he wasn't going past Saint Alexander Arnold, but he was asking questions of him. He looked dangerous, didn't he? But he looked dangerous the whole the, until he got subbed off. You can tell what a talent he is, but at no point did you really feel it. You know, there were a couple of moments, didn't they? They had the shot that Dejan Lovren put an amazing tackle into to, to deflect the one over the bar, and that was a that was that was dangerous. But we. It was like we got into like 10, 15 minutes of the game and it was like, we're fine here. We're absolutely fine. And you were saying, we just, all of a sudden, we just had possession and we were knocking it around and we were under, we were under, we was like, we'll have it. We'll have it at the back here. This is fine. This is not like at Anfield when, when you don't want your defence to have it. Your opposition wants your defence to have it. And you don't, you want your forwards to have it because you need to score, you need to break them down. We were like, no, we'll keep this. We'll keep it and we'll knock it around. Jordan Henderson, Chris, basically, there was times when he was playing left back and he was playing, he, he dropped into between the two centre halves. He just came deep and picked it up and he was like, great, and I'll, I'll, I'll stroll forward and I'll move it on and I'll ask for it back and I'll move it on again and I'll ask for it back. Metronomic. It's one of the things that goes completely unnoticed when you're talking about centre midfielders. Actually, the best centre midfielders in the world. And, and you know, for for me over the last few years, over the last 10, 15 years, the likes of Paul Scholes, the likes of Steven Gerrard, um, the likes of Xavi and Iniesta. It's not just about what you do with the ball; it's about putting yourself in a position to receive the ball. And Jordan Anderson did that really well last night. You know, he won't draw the plaudits the same way that Milner will draw the plaudits, the way That's that Wayne Allen will draw the plaudits. Won't be exactly, exactly. That was a captain's yeah. performance, yeah. regardless. Yeah. He's just taken his team into a side that are top of their league in the last 16 in the Champions League and led them to a 5-0 victory. Yeah, and we got to rest them as well. Okay. And, and we kept the other captain on the pitch in Virgil van Dijk, who was telling Jordan Henderson what to do at times. Yeah. That's the level of respect that he commands in this side. What a difference he's making. And the ball, some of the balls that he was playing, you're thinking to yourself, that's, that's, just, that's range, range of passes like Steven Gerrard. He, like £75 million for a centre-half <laughs> will never make sense. Um, but, oh, hello. Um, it will never make sense in the purest of sense. But I can now understand why we, we ran the gamble of not buying a centre, of, of buying a centre-half. We, well, we waited half a season to get him in because I've seen so many centre-halves. Let, let's use Joe Matip as an example for this, Chris. Yeah. Joe Matip is a, is a pretty good defender. He's a good ball-playing defender. He's fine, isn't he? He's fine. And Dejan Lovren is fine. They, oh, come on, Zimmer, I thought they had an outstanding game last night. But, you know, they're fine. They're lads who, who on the day are really good. But, they, you know, they get beaten sometimes by certain types of defender. They have certain types of problems. They have certain types of weaknesses. And Virgil van Dijk will have those moments. But, as you say, he's 
got a range of passing. Every time they they try to put us on the back foot by getting the ball up the pitch, the ball now goes in the general vicinity of Virgil van Dijk, particularly in the air. And it goes to Jordan Henderson. And it, yeah, <laughs> and and he, he wins it. And I don't. I'm now getting. I'm now starting to get more and more comfortable with it. I just go, okay, this is fine. I've never seen a centre back who plays it in the same way. You know, <clears throat> I've seen centre backs for every team in the league. We don't pay attention to them like the your players, do you? Virgil van Dijk goes up for a 50-50 duel with someone and doesn't just twat the ball as far as he can out, yeah. which is what they do in the warm-ups. Yeah. He heads the ball to a midfielder. Yeah. And I've never seen that happen. He, I can look at, like, I think he won every single one of his duels last night, didn't he? I think I saw a, tw- a, a stat on Twitter, something like that. But it's, they're all passes. Yeah. It's not like you, you're not. He's not booming things no, out. No, he doesn't need to. He's so big and he's so good that he can just knock the ball to a midfielder. And he fumes on himself with his passes and great. I saw him at the ball that was about two yards away from Robertson. Robertson got the ball and he, 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 he wasn't under pressure. And Van Dyke turned around and screamed in the air because he was fuming with the, yeah. with a misplaced pass of two feet. Yeah. I'd, have been, I'd have been celebrating I got it near him. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And he's, that's the levels that he sets for himself and he sets them for his teammates as well, Paul. Yeah, uh, just on the, on the defence that I mentioned, it's just there. I, I, and I'd said it in the, I said it in the build-up and, my, and it was vindicated, I think, in this game. Dejan Lovren over Joel Matip. And that, that block tackle that he puts in in the first couple of minutes yeah. is exactly the difference between those two players and exactly the reason why exactly exactly why he was the reason why he was the perfect choice to put into this game because there was going to come a spell when we needed a bit of fran- you know it was going to be a bit frantic and you need a lad who's going to put his body on the line and Dejan Lovren when he is tasked with being a defender said it time and time again they are the perfect games for Dejan Lovren because he comes off looking amazing so that when he has those extra little moments on top moments of flair where he did it in the second half where he just steps up and gets in front of a man and wins the ball that's going above and beyond the call of duty he looks fantastic for doing it absolutely amongst Dejan Lovren's best performances last e- night easily and you're right that block tackle it ends up, the ball ends up going over the bar doesn't it off, off it like, and it, that can change the complexion of the entire game and he was brilliant it doesn't. Van Dijk's making everyone better in that defence. Credit's got to go to Jurgen Klopp for this because he's changed the midfield up, he's changed the defence up, and everything that he did worked perfectly. You know, the midfield was perfect for the full-backs that we had and the centre-halves. The centre-halves were perfect for the psychers that we were coming up against in, in that they played a 4-4-2. Yeah. They were trying to occupy both centre-halves and both centre-halves won the one-on-one battles and that's what made the difference there. You know, they weren't able to link the midfield and they weren't able, and when they did, we'd break and we'd counter and we'd be so dynamic and we'd get the ball to our front three as fast as possible yeah. that they weren't in a position, they weren't able to set up and, 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 and counter us. And the key to the game was, I think, we were, I think we'd won that game before we kicked the ball. I really do. I think the team selection was so good that... Porto had no idea what was coming and the fans had no idea what was coming and, and to be honest we never had no idea what was coming Paul yeah. you know none of us thought we'd, we'd go in we'd walk into the Dragon Stadium and do that to them like that yeah. it was unbelievable amazing to a man everyone was faultless yesterday yeah and faultless I know, Paul. G- genuinely again it's what I love about it is that you know, we've not even talked about the brilliance of Mo Salah the brilliance of Sadio Mane the brilliance of Roberto Firmino yeah and we will in due course listeners do not worry um, but it's the unfashionable ones they were starting to really you know really look like just look solid that's all I'm looking for at the moment if they go above and beyond that amazing Loris Karius another solid performance in goal for us we mentioned already Trent Alexander-Arnold James Milner who 
I, I, you know, I, I get that he's not Iniesta. I get that he's not this dead fashionable name. He's not this super cool, you know, like everyone's got James Milner on the back of the shirt. He's not, he isn't that, he's never going to be that. But he was our most Europe, experienced European player on the pitch there last night. He showed it, he covered every, there was a point when we were playing like a double pivot with Genie and Hendo in front of the back four. And Milner was basically playing a free pressing role along behind the front three. And then he was doing that in a defensive like, uh, protecting role in front of the back four as well. He, um, the amount of times he won the ball back, the amount of time he started counter-attacks, he's the top assister in the Champions League now this season. Um, I, I, he, I think me and Tom might have had this conversation the other day. James Milner is the perfect squad member for us. And it, he highlights to me just how good our squad is because you can drop him into games like that and he can put performances like in that and he doesn't he'll then go off the team for a week or two weeks and he comes back and he'll perform like that again amazing Basically, I'd say Do you give him a 10 out of 10 by yeah. the way? Yeah, I agree I give him a 10 out of 10 I think I give Robertson a 10 out of 10 I think I give Firmino and Salah 10 out of 10 I give Sadio Mane 15 out of 10 I think they're thereabouts but it's mad because James Milner's un- unheralded and yet you're right, he's the perfect squad member, but he commands so much respect in that team. You know, he's gnarly when he needs to be gnarly. He fouls tactically when he needs to foul tactically. He passes the ball short when he needs to. He spreads the ball long. He moves the ball quickly when he needs to. He moves it slowly when he needs to. He understands every facet of this game that we call football, and he understands it perfectly, and he understands what his team need of him. And that's the most important thing in any club system. Yeah. He understands every role in the team, yeah. and he understands if if they're lacking in it, where he needs to be to support them. Oh man, it's again faultless. And Lovren was exactly the same. He cleared it when he needed to clear it. Played it short when he needed to play it short. And then the and, and the midfield and the defence were the foundations for what happened with the front three. Yeah, let's talk about Sadio Mane. Now, I Jurgen Klopp said in this post-match press conference that after Southampton he said like you're back. And I didn't think that after Southampton, but I wondered psychologically whether someone just needed to tell Sadio Mane that he was back for him to believe it. Well, yeah, no, I know, but that's it. But that's it, you know, maybe you know because he he played. You know, he, that was the first game I think, I think he's played this season. And, and I, it's probably not true because I'm forgetting a lot of the early games. Like, he, he felt he was the best player in our team, even though he's not. And, that's, and, and, and the amount of times that he tried to pass the ball to Salah in and around the 18-yard box, when it wasn't even really the right pass, it said... He's like, I'm going to try and win this game for us, and if I can't, I'm going to kick it to the second best lad who can win it. And a couple of times it didn't, it didn't go. There's one, there's one early on where he could, just before the goal, in fact, uh, the Salah goal, I think it is, when he he tries to play, he plays the ball to Salah in the middle when when Aldum's free at the back post. But I just, again, the, the, that Mane performance was everything we're looking for from him. He was dynamic. He pressed. He harried. And he cropped up where in all the situations that he's meant to crop up. That's the type of goals he was scoring last season. The type of goals Mo Salah's been scoring a lot this season as well. That one where he arrives, he's just there at the back post just to just to tap it in off the off the rebound. Textbook. I mean, it's it's classic counter attacking football again. But you've got to be there. You can't just give up on plays. And I think sometimes it's easy. I think it's easy for footballers to do that when you've got Roberto Firmino bearing down one on one with the goalkeeper. Why should you continue? 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. You're trusting your teammate, but because you're part of a team and yeah. you need to be there in case anything happens. This is true also. But hey, OK. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good point as well. But Sadio Mane, for me, did his best work without touching the football. Yeah. And he did this last season, and, and <laughs> it sounds stupid, but you know when he's got the ball at his feet and he body faints people? Yeah. He doesn't need to move the ball. Yeah. He moves the he moves the man without touching the ball, and he uses their movements. It's like a game of fucking chess ball. He'll move one way, and they'll faint, and he'll see if they bite, and then he'll just go the other way, or he'll faint again, and then he's off the other way. And I he, mean, he, he, that, he, that sounds very unchess-like. Oh, but it's all about counterattacking, <laughs> isn't it? It's all about seeing what they're gonna do before they do it, and and that's what and that's what Sadio Mane can do when he when he's full of confidence. When he when he's been lacking a little bit of confidence he just cuts inside yeah. and, and they know and they know what he's going to do he's beating them before he's touching the football and then he's going to making something happen off yeah, the back exactly. of it he's not, he knows that exactly that he, he doesn't need to get past the man if, the, if it's on he'll go past him if it's not then he's, his job is to open just enough space to stick the ball into someone else's yeah. feet but and then move again and, we, and, and maybe exactly exactly and, it, and it, again it helped with how much Gini Van Alden was supporting the attack when needs be how much Milner supported the attack when needs be I mean that again the, 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 the first goal is made by the endeavour of Genie Wijnaldum. Like I've devastated, I'd loved, to, I'd have loved for him to have towed that in the top bin. Um, but as it is, he, he pretty much smashes it off the, the defender's face and it drops the Mane. Keeper gives him a massive slice of luck. But they, it's weird how it works sometimes, isn't it? Because we've had a few of these games lately where I th- I'm trying to. Think, I think it was the Huddersfield one. In fact, it was Huddersfield, a recent example of this, where we started confident. They've had a big chance early on, and then we've gone and took a bit of luck and gone and yeah, got the game we, we need to finish these now yeah. and, we, and we've gone and gone underway and everyone's settled and Mane was the perfect example of that last night it's that first goal is dead lucky but he just again 
it was, I felt like it was important for him to feel like he was being a decisive member of this team because he must be. He must be. He's not immune to it. He can't be. He's looking at Roberto Firmino. Everyone's talking about Salah. Everyone's talking about Firmino, and all of a sudden he's like the the third wheel. Whereas last season he was everyone's favourite player, and you know the, the, we've said it for a few weeks. He just needs that goal. Well, that weirdly enough. We said in the absence of those scruffy goals, he's just been scoring boss goals. He needed, he needed that scruffy goal, and that leads him on to again those first two goals are just pure one look and pure uh, positional positional sense, and the third one is genuinely world class. You, you talked about it when we, were, when we were walking home. Just like he just slows down, he picks his spot, and he doesn't slot it. He buries it, absolutely buries it. You know, think about trying to walk up to something and smack that in a straight line. I mean, it's something you always say when we were kids, come on, kicking the ball straight is, is a very, very difficult thing to do. That goal is so good and that whole performance, and I mean, he, he thoroughly deserved that. I think he's now on 12 goals for the season and all of a sudden, what we've said this, what happens when Sadio Mane kicks on? We've got three, we've got three forwards now who are in the form of their lives. Yeah. Um, we score more than five goals in games again. I think that's the, that's the only way. I mean, you can't. I didn't. I, I didn't know whether the team could support three players in that good form. You know what I mean? They're all, but it, you know we're beating teams with two of three, and yeah. the three of them are all playing. I, I thought about. I was thinking about Barcelona last night and how at its peak the Neymar, Suarez, Messi three, and how. They did, just, you know, they did. I was smiling at the fact that you put it in the wrong order. What do you mean? It's Messi, Suarez, Neymar. It was the MSM, wasn't it? Oh, just in left from left to right. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, the it was, you know, and they they, they they could sustain three guys, and when when they click and they're on sync, they all know that I'll give this guy this goal because he's going to give me the next, or I'll get I'll get it back, I'll get it back into course, and it does feel like. The only thing that was stopping us from having that was a, a psychological thing on Mane's part. Um, well, he's just been missing loads of chances. Paul, he's had so many opportunities to score goals. I think even in the last game at Southampton, I think he had six six shots compared to like Salah's three or something like that. And he's had those opportunities. He's just not been sticking them away. And sometimes it's rubber the green. Sometimes it's poor form. Sometimes it's just down to mental your mental strength and your confidence and stuff like that. Now he's blown all of that out the out the water. Now he's he's on fire. I mean, he, he can't. He can't be full of any more confidence than he is, you know. He's a very understated guy. I think he's a very humble guy. I think you can see that, but I think you can also see that he's very, very competitive yeah. and he wants to be the star in this team again. And the only way he can be the star in this team is by scoring more goals than Mo Salah, and that's going to be very, very difficult. Yeah. But it can be done on a game-by-game basis. No, he's just not going to catch him. No, absolutely. And, you know, 30 goals now for Mo Salah. Second fastest in Liverpool history to 30 goals. Joins a very elite list of players to have done it. Um, I think Suarez has Suarez got 31, is that right? Suarez in 13-14. But I think if I remember correctly, his mins per goal, Suarez is, is still better. I mean, he missed the start of the season for suspension. Suarez and he didn't have European 31 in 34 games. I th- it's something like 30 and 38 or 39 games for... I'm, doesn't really matter. Nope. He's going to score more goals than Suarez exactly. in 13 this is, yeah, this, is, this is what I'm driving at, is that he... Uh, no sense in... Not, no, I don't want to jinx it, but you know what? We're going to do a lot of, like, blue sky thinking for the rest of this podcast. Mo Salah could end up on 40 goals. Yeah, he could end up on 40 goals this season. 
Yeah. Um, right, we're just going to, just if anyone's wondering why the noise changes a little bit, we're going to have a little wander just to make sure that our flight isn't leaving without us. Um, but we will continue the conversation. Um, he, he um, yeah, because I can't, I, can't, I can't put it into words. I've said it time and time again. I keep thinking the bubble's going to burst. The bubble doesn't burst. He keeps getting better and better and better and better. Yeah, Mo Salah. He's, I can't, I can't believe him, mate. He's, uh, we, you know, I put a tweet out a while ago and it did quite well on, on Twitter and stuff. Lots of likes and retweets, if that's your thing. And I was like, I wanted Liverpool to sign a 30 goal season striker. And we did. And I didn't even know. Like I didn't have a, I didn't have a clue, and maybe Klopp didn't either. To be fair, um, but it, it, it's he still should score more, and that's the that's the absolute crazy thing about it. Absolutely. Oh, well, here we go. Lisbon two o'clock, eight fourteen right now. Okay, Sands. Beautiful. That's ten to thirteen over there. Hope you're enjoying our freestyle podcast, ladies and gents. Fourteen to twenty back that way, mate. No, no. Um, yeah, what we'll do is we've got we've got some tweets and some random questions and stuff that people have sent in. We're gonna go and we'll cut that from when we started walking. <laughs> We're gonna go and find uh, another little shady space to sit. We'll answer some of your questions in a second. Right, okay. Since we last spoke to you, dear listeners, uh, we found out that our flight has been uh, irreparably delayed. We've got no idea what the future holds for us. Hopefully, um, nice in Amsterdam. Short. Um, future is we're going to take some of your questions, thoughts, comments from at the Redmen TV on Twitter as ever. If you're not following it, make sure that you do. Uh, let's get stuck in then and let's start with. Oh, actually, there's some belters here. We've had two people ask us a very similar question. Altham at underscore Altham and Andy, who's LFC underscore Heartbeat, both ask, relatively speaking, how hungover are you guys right now? Not hungover, nothing, nothing like the day before. Yes. You know, game day. Yeah. I was, I was in a bad way. Like, uh, I have this weird thing where if I get drunk, I wake up dead early. You yes. know this, Paul, but listeners yep. might not know this. Um, Five thirty in the morning, after 15, 16 hours drinking. Yeah. I woke up at five thirty after about. It was uh, it, to, to be fair, it was about six hours sleep, maybe seven. It was yeah. good. It was a good. It was a, it was a it's more sleep. than I have on a normal night. To yes. be fair, yes, it's just that you know I don't normally have fifteen pints or whatever it is on a normal day. <laughs> That's I tend to leave for the weekend. Yeah. Um, just just to, just if anyone's not seen it yet, we've put the the match day vlogs out on the YouTube channel and it'll be on the website as well. Um, yeah, you can see how many we were at the end of that first night, which should go some way to explain in that kind of condition. The point is, there's some. In fact, if you watch the Instagram story as well, there's some bits from inside the Mackies that didn't make it into the into the blo- into the vlog that you don't remember. Yeah. You woke up the next morning and you went, "We went to Mackies." I was like, "Yes, we went to Mackies." Yeah, and that's it. So I learned a long time ago to remember the to remember the games. You know. We used to do it a few years ago when we'd be drinking in the Dovey. Don't remember the game, and you go over there to experience something like a, a European away leg. I want to remember that myself, and it, it, Redmond helps in that, to be honest, because yeah. I would absolutely go over there if we weren't filming stuff and be obliterated because <laughs> I have no off switch. Yeah. 
So to be able to have to like do the interim so think I'll do a match reaction. Well, and, and also it's being a European away and the fact they didn't sell ale in the ground made a big contributing factor because you say all this, but if they had sold alcohol at the ground, all bets would have been off. I've got no offset to tell you that. <laughs> I'm not denying that. Yeah, you're just proving a point. Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, not feeling too bad today, but thanks very much for asking. Connor Fay, uh, Connor Sia. Genuinely, do you think we can actually go the whole way in the Champions League? We can dream, Paul. Exactly. This, so the, the, the short answer is, we are in the competition. We know we can beat really good sides. So Liverpool are. I mean, I think we were like seven to one ahead of this game to win it. That's decent. That's you know, that's, that's decent. You know what I mean for for, for, for who we are and where we are. Like, yeah, I know. Absolutely, we'd probably be down to four or five I reckon at this point but the um, yeah look the, and we said this for a while provided that we are in this competition once you get to the knockouts you can go, you can go and win it it's just you're so far removed when you're in the group stages so while I don't I don't think Liverpool are going to win it you know I'm not like I'm not getting a six star tattooed I'd have to get the first five hello so yeah, um, that's a terrific language they've got here. Terrific language. Great. Not half light. Don't care. Um, yeah, Liverpool are just in it, and they've got to beat what's in front of them. If, they, if, they, if, they, if you're going to win the Champions League, you've got to beat some amazing sides along the way. You've got to put in some good performances. There's a long way to go, but there's no reason why we can't have a great run in this competition because we've seen how good the side can be. That's it. And listen, we said earlier on in the podcast, Europe will stand up and take notice of this Liverpool side. Nobody's going to want to be drawing us because everybody knows that on our day we can beat anyone. We've, you said it to me on the way home, or maybe it was this morning, we've beaten the best team in Europe this season already. Everybody will be scared about Liverpool Football Club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nate Blightning 4, or Nate B Lightning, it's probably Nate B Lightning. Um, if Liverpool were to open a Hall of Fame, who would be Kenny. the first class to go in? Maximum of five. Kenny? Yeah. Uh, posthumously Paisley? Yeah. And Shanks? Yeah. Um, I'd, put, I'd put Fagan in there as well. Sure. Oh, and Stevie. Rafa. No, I I would put Gerard in. Yeah, I can get behind that. I can absolutely get behind that. There'll be loads of shelves for your Billy ones and all that, but I can't comment because it's far too far, far, far before my time. Um, I probably I would I'd sacrifice Fagan for Rushy. Good show. But other than that, yeah, absolutely spot on. Let us know yours if you want to tweet in your LFC Hall of Fame to at the Red Ben TV on Twitter. Yeah, really good question. Um, Great, so we move on then. Enchanting Duck. Wow. If you two performed a pairs figure skating routine, what song would it be to? Dr. Dre and Eminem, probably. <laughs> what's the um, what's the song that Torval and Bean used to, used, to, used to do it to? I don't know. Oh, come on. I don't know. You're a sports aficionado. I, I know, but I've also got a camera. Yeah, that. I go with that. It's classic, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think it would be it would be a little bit tongue in cheek. Or is that a type that's it? Maybe that's mm, a, I don't know. I'd, 
I think it might be something like I would walk 500 miles or whatever that song yeah. is actually called. I think I, I, I think we would go, yeah. It's I, a bit tongue-in-cheek because you're not walking. True, true, true enough. And there'd be a lot of stomping in the routine. I think um, I would go full on. I would go like... Mickey Mouse Fantasia, sort of just something, something so overtly over the top that we think would be massively out of character for us, and therefore would not be out of character. Taylor for Swift. Us. No, no, no. I mean, like full-on classical, like really. Could we do one of my favourite pieces of music ever, which is Moonlight Sonata? Should sure. we do that? Yeah. How's that going? Um, have you got Spotify? Yeah, well, we can't use it while we're doing. No, then we can't. Do it. Then, Go on, just then people it. will just come it. No, no, no. Give us a clue. No. What's it in? What's it from? Uh, I think it's in E. End of question. Lee Carter Live. What horror movie traumatised you at any age? Um, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Gremlins. Traumatised you? It's why I go to bed sleeping in socks. I don't know, somewhere along the way, um, I, I, I had it in my head that the gremlins couldn't get me feet if they were in socks, and I still go to bed in socks. So, so it's protected, it's fantastic. I do kick the socks off when I go and ask man at the end of the day, but uh, that's why I started going to bed in socks. Um, it's not a horror film per se, but um, Robocop. Like, me, me, um, my dad made an edited version of it for me as a kid, well before. Like, and he cut out all the gore, but not enough. It's still a, a terrifying film. And then I watched it, I watched it uncut for the first time when I was, like, 22 and 23. And that opening scene where he gets shot to bits is horrendous. Still the most horrendous thing ever filmed. Yeah, horrible, horrible. Um, at Brian B underscore LFC. Should we rest Salah and Firmino for the return match? Maybe start Ox and Lallana? Yeah, I, I don't know what the game before it is. Obviously, the game afterwards has been Manchester United, isn't it? And so, therefore, it, it kind of makes sense. You've got to, whatever you do, you've got to keep it into that rhythm. You, you know, that the side, we've seen a certain rhythm to the rotation over the last few months or so. Keep it in that, but I would absolutely be trying to get some game time for other players. I would. I think this is a, that would be the perfect opportunity. Whoever's whoever's played the most minutes between now and then, whoever needs it the most, there's no reason why you can't put Roberto Firmino on the bench and bring him on with half an hour to go just to keep him fresh and keep him in, keep him in. But give Danny Ings 60 minutes. What a boost that is for someone like him to turn around and go. Go on, mate. Champions League. And, and listen, I think Danny Ings is probably the right call there. But isn't it funny how we don't think of throwing Salah or Mane up there? Yeah. When for about a third of the game, yeah. maybe maybe more, yeah. they're in rotation in that number nine Absolutely. spot anyway. So yeah. you could just as easily throw somebody else onto a wing and rest for me, you know, isn't it? Yeah, we never I, seem to think about that. Yeah, I think we rest one just for the total rest of it, as opposed to the, the you know, as opposed to that because this is the that game coming up is basically the only free hit we've got left for the rest of the season. You know, you, you don't want to you don't want to to be a more difficult game than it needs to be. Because that defeats the object. Because you still, you probably, you probably, he would probably make three changes. So I think Alana and Oxley Chamberlain and one of Ings and Solanke will start that game. But there's no, everyone else is going to be from the first team, and there's no point burning everyone else out if it, if those are, if too many other lads make it too hard going. Um, 
but yeah, you know, you've got a chance there to say, okay, well, you know, the Man United game's looming, it's bit fresh, you, you can't take your foot off the gas in the Premier League now between now and the end of the season. So that I I I, I think he will rest, but not not like a I don't think we'll see a B team the way that some people might some people might think. Um Mike Ultimately our squad's made up the first teams. Yeah, true. Um cool underscore dude seven eight nine. How do we get a permit to build a pyramid? Ask him for a mate. Yeah, boss. Um Right, uh, Owen Chanton Duck is back. He's obviously got. He's obviously full into the whole Winter Olympic thing. Which Winter Olympic sport do you think you'd be best at? The luge. Why? Um, I feel like my fat would shift from one direction to another to enable me to go around the corners at you know, will and speed. I and I also you know I'm heavy, so going downhill quickly is a thing that I can do. <laughs> I um, it have to be something low impact. And immediately I was thinking curling, but you have to bend down a lot. There's a lot of knee bending in curling that I'm not talking about. I'm not about. sure that curling's a good thing for, a, for someone to... to for a man to do Well, for, I was going to, and I... No, no, no. No, no, no. For a man who doesn't want to do the chores to be right. doing. So. so, if they know you can brush like that, then you're brushing at home for eternity. You've got no excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Okay. How, do you often, brush? how often do you brush? Every week the kitchen floor. Okay, cool. I'm a real man. I don't mind missing out. What about you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, what? In the bedroom, mate. That's what I do my helping you, out. You brush what? in the bedroom? You brush her in the bedroom? No, I do my helping out in the bedroom. Oh right, she needs to help us, she went in with her. Oh yeah. Why do you let her do it yourself, give it herself? No, no, she doesn't need any help when I'm with her. Wait, what? It's just Chris. Just sits next to you in a booth. Just Chris Brady, yeah. you know what I mean? She doesn't need help. Just rolls over. <laughs> I'm done, cat. Okay, I'll throw myself off again. Um, yeah, I don't. I, honestly, I don't know that many Winter Olympic sports, but um, yeah, I'll go. With, I'll go with Kaelin because I, I like. I, I, I'm quite good at crown green bowls, and it's basically the same thing. Um, yeah, interesting. Thank you very much to everyone who sent the, the comments in. It's been a great way for us to pass time. I've got no idea when, when or if we'll be back again. Um, it promises to be exciting. I hope you've enjoyed this few days. If you haven't checked out the rest of the content, go on at home with the lads back home. Well, I said the lads and girls. In fact, as Emma's been helping us out big time there. We've got the final word show, the Man of the Match podcast as well, the Instant Match Re- Reaction podcast. So if you haven't had your fill yet of Liverpool Porto talk, go to the redmentv.com. All those podcasts are there for you. Just soak them in. Soak them in. Bathe. Get, a, get in a bath, a warm bath. Put your feet up. Get yourself a nice relaxing drink. And then just listen to hours upon hours of amazing Liverpool fans talking about an amazing Liverpool side and an amazing Liverpool performance. Nice one, Chris. I, d- I don't know what's going to happen to us. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Walk on.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.